Hello, I'm Dead Palette, and I'm introducing the first and perhaps only Polka Pasta Challenge. Recently, I've made some audacious statements about how it's impossible to write a good Pokemon-based haunted cartridge story, or even a haunted cartridge story to begin with. But do I actually believe that? B prob probably yes, I, I probably do believe that. But that's not going to stop me from issuing a challenge. That challenge is... Write a Pokemon creepypasta that's good. The criteria is mostly what you'd expect from critics like us, plus a few extra rules. 1. Believability is king, and that king's queen is attention to detail. The more grounded and personal your story, the better. 2. A haunted cartridge is a must. But what haunted means is subjective. The object can be supernaturally cursed, rare yet bizarre, or even unlucky in the eyes of its beholder. Take the term haunted as loosely as you'd like. 3. The story must be between 279 and 1186 words long, or longer than Lavender Town Syndrome, but shorter than Pokemon Black. This story will be judged by David King, Alan Cheney, and myself. The winner will have their story read on Undercooked Analysis. Now that might not be the biggest prize in the world, but proving know-it-all me wrong is something special. I'll also give you a copy of any, any, Pokemon game on Steam that you want, any one of them. Good luck in being the very best, like no one ever was. Well, here we are. We sure are here. Oh yeah, this is totally a cold open, Dave. <laughs> Fuck you. What way to sound completely natural. It's not cold, I planned it out. I wanted to... Can you just let me improvise? Why are you stealing my thunder? Thunder because is... That's, that's UCA what I, is... That's what I do. I steal thunder. UCA is rocking. I'm Percy Talk Jackson. Walk in trouble. Triple trouble. <laughs> I use Big thunder. Dead palette uses steel. It's super effective. Uh, <laughs> so someone clearly fucking cheated on on this Pokepasta challenge. How so? By super fucking pandering to me. Oh. Oh, yeah? And that person has lost, but that's only because you guys don't recognize the true greatness of the story. <laughs> I recognize that it has some really awesome elements, but it was completely written with you in mind and did not take me and Alan into account, so... Yeah. <laughs> but I set out Why, the criteria, who whatever are we the fucking to, criteria who, was. Who are we... <clears throat> who Excuse are we? me. Who are we to marvel at the saliva on your dong? <laughs> independent of the pandering. Independent of the pandering. This is still, in my mind, objectively the most creepy 
of the stories. This is the most realist of the whores. This is the ashiest, ashiest of the ash can. I don't know that you should use the term ashy in a positive manner, but I'm going to. This, uh, this, this story that we're talking it's, about. It's positive in a Pokemon way. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, b- before you... B- before you. That was my dumb joke. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> before you do that, let's, let's get uh, the introductions out of the way. Hey, everybody. It's Undercooked Analysis. We're back again. I'm David King. Over there's Alan Cheney. Over there's Dead Palette. And we are finally concluding our Poke Pasta challenge that we started back in October, for those of you just joining us. We've uh, read 16 stories that were submitted to us. Yes. And before we 16 go 16 into- got in on time. Yeah, 16 got in on time. There were a few that were late. They are not getting acknowledged at all. You, you knew the rules, and so do I. Um... A full commitment to what we were thinking of, but I'm we threw them in the disqualification pit. We discarded them. Bye bye stories. Um, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm still reading them though, and I'm going to get feedback of people because so, a few people asked for feedback, and I'll do that. But for yeah. all fairness, they can't be qualified in the in the running. No, but we've 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 taken time to deliberate the stories we like. And obviously personal taste factors into a lot of it because uh, we're just a bunch of losers who only, you know, have our, our own opinions here. But I think they, for the most part, correlated, although Dead Palette is, I think, still pretty steamed that we don't see eye to eye with him on this one. However, however, that being said, this story was in my top five. We had to keep it narrowed to a top three, but this was in my top five. So number one got three points for each of us, and number two got two points, and number three got one point. And whoever came in first was the winner. And uh, out of the stories that we voted for, three, uh, four of them got voted on. So four different stories got in the top three. Mm-hmm. So we were all pretty consistent on what we thought were the best stories. Mm-hmm. I do want to... And my, and, my, and my fourth story got in was which doesn't get any points, uh, made it in there as well. So Right. I do want to say, I do really want to extend a big thank you to everybody who submitted a story. We read them all, um, and I think um, all of them have, all of them definitely have, uh, you know, merit, and that's the main thing. Is it, the, the most important thing in the end is that you guys took the time to write them and give them a shot, and... Uh, we we genuinely appreciate each and everybody's effort that went into it, and the effort is evident. So mm-hmm. yeah, all all I could think while I was reading them these was that it was super cool that we got anything at all. I'm I'm genuinely <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm genuinely touched by like um that people stepped up to the plate when we 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 set this challenge in motion. So um it's really. Obviously, this is really mostly in uh, in Dead Palette's wheelhouse because he was the one who proposed the challenge. But considering this had a good turnout, we might we might make this a regular thing. Not the Poke Pasta part itself, but each of us kind of taking the reins on issuing a, uh, a writing challenge. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you guys should look for something after Thanksgiving. Hmm. Yeah. Ha <laughs> Precisely on Black yeah. Black Black Friday. Brack Friday, because right. I just stuttered and said Brack 
Y'all ever watch the Brack Show? It's a pretty good show. It's Hell the Brack yes. Show, starring me and Brack. No, that's uh, that's a Mystery Science Theater reference. Be- because of a shirt I regularly wear uh, in the Kansas City stand-up community, I am known as Space Ghost Shirt Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you so got I got. We decided to read the story that I like, and so we're splitting this up into two parts. Where now we're going to read. Uh, a story that didn't make it into the running at all. But it wins and the Ashcan Award. Yes, this is the most realistic story. Outside of the fact that the story was designed to make me happy, it also, um, I think, is just objectively the, the, the logical conclusion of, like, you're full of shit, dead palette. This is the way that you write a realistic cartridge story. It can still be done. I think that this is definitely the most realistic I of don't, all of the stories. I don't disagree with you. I re- I don't disagree with you. I think it's a fantastic story, regardless of um, where I stood on the issue. So, yes, uh, we should probably mention what the story is. Uh, it is a sealed copy of Pokemon Blue by Chad Garcia. Yeah, Chad. From Frosted Many Fears. I fucking love this story. And just so people know, no, I didn't know it was Chad when I was reading it. I deleted the names. I went through and deleted the names if I could before reading them. I didn't know Chad wrote this. So it's not because I admire his work elsewhere. We went into the stories completely blind. Um, There was a thing in the story that kind of cued me to the fact that it was Chad, but... That that didn't cue me to that fact because uh, I, I I just I, I I figured well I had no idea that he no I did know I didn't know that he entered <laughs> um, but I didn't know that that it was him writing that regardless that okay. that note didn't clue me into that fair enough well let's um, um so we're gonna so yeah we're not gonna say which ones we have coming up or what order they're in but in the first part we're gonna read. Uh, the Ashcan Award winner, and then we're going to read our third place winner. Mm-hmm. And then so, the, uh, so the there next... were two different challenges. Whoever wins, and can someone prove me wrong? Someone <laughs> prove me wrong. So yes, that's it. So so uh, Chad, congratulations, you've proven Dead Palette wrong. <laughs> uh, I think we should go ahead and get right into the story then. All right, you want to start us off? Yes, it's the Holy Grail of a collector's dream. As of this date, a sealed copy of Pokemon Blue can be sold as much as $500 on eBay. That morning, I didn't set out to find that game in particular. I was looking for a new copy of Mega Man Zero Three, since I had already had uh, the other four. Yes, I'm a completionist. So, Gerard Khalil is the main character. (laughs) Yeah. So, the... Pro, right pro, Gerard, the pro Gerard the finishist. The get it doneist. <laughs> right off the bat, there's a bunch of uh, Fleming effect, a lot of details, um, but nothing to clue you in as to what's about to happen. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the end of this story. <laughs> Why don't you guys start reading so we can get to the end of the story already? Okay. All right. The sun beat down on the flea market's tarmac that day. A heat so intense that it cooked the vendors and patrons where they stood. I'd made my rounds checking the usual electronic dealers and video game sellers. 
yet sadly found nothing. I decided that the day was a bust and made my way toward the exit. As walked through the crowd, a vendor caught my eye. An Arabic man, clad in a colorful thob, hoisted a sign above his rust-red van. It said two words, video games. A sign, I whispered to myself. And it really was, both metaphorically and literally, a sign that I had to wait that this was a date with destiny. Slowly, the man unfolded tables and stacked glass cases, revealing a depth of his collect, uh, revealing the depth of his collection: N64, PlayStation, Sega Saturn, CD titles, and more. A plethora, uh, the plethora of cartridges and discs reflected in the noonday sun, unto uh, my body helping my sunburn set in. Really amazing they have all 12 Sega Saturn games. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like this de- the detail on this one, though. Normally it's just like, hey, I found a game at a flea market, or hey, I found a game at a garage sale. This is, this is nice. I like this. <clears throat> hey, what up, Sean? I turned to find my former Yemeni classmate and good-natured rival, Tarek, he, was a collect- he wasn't a collector per se, but he did play Vidya, and like myself, liked to code for fun. Nothing, just waiting for the guy to set up. Oh, he must be new. His setup looks... pristine? I didn't catch what he was letting on to. What? What's that supposed to mean, I asked? Well, for a flea market vendor, his setup is surprisingly clean. The display boxes aren't scratched, the tables have no dents. It's like today is his first day. I laughed. Or he could just be obsessive in his cleanliness? Turek leaned in. I think he's a drug dealer or something. This setup is too nice. I dismissively rolled my my eyes as a response. See, I like that, because a lot of the times you'll have dodgy things where it's like, I think he's a drug dealer, because like... Creepypasta writers are really naive about uh, those kinds of things, and they're like, he was a drug dealer because of this. And then our narrator's just like, you know, that's that's stupid, right? That <laughs> <laughs> That's not realistic at all. Yeah. Uh, finally, the last display box was laid out. Every inch of every table was used to its capacity. I've always admired such a f- efficient use of space. It reminded me of my home, where every inch of every shelf was used very much in the same way to display the gems of my collection. Again, nice details. Open, the man said in broken English, even though that's only two words and it's not broken. (laughs) Who then (laughs) disappeared behind his truck? We browsed his collection, which in itself was quite impressive. After some minutes, he popped out with a uh, cardboard box clutched in his arms. The side of it read, Vigi Games Discounted, which was scrawled in barely legible handwriting. He laid it on the floor, and immediately I began searching through it. I could hear Tarek strike a conversation as I shuffled into the box. As I shuffled the box, not into the box, <laughs> or out of the box. This isn't Metal Gear. I shuffled into the box every I'm day. In the box with me. Every day I'm shuffling. 
I'm not going um, to the box, and I'm not smoking a joint with you, okay? That ended badly for <laughs> our protagonist <laughs> in Solid's fate. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Oh my God, Solid's fate. We um. <laughs> See, speaking speaking of anime conventions, yeah. of have, uh, I remember one time I was helping out a fellow artist at a table, and it was really clear that. We wanted to have, like, a makeout session, but we had, like, no hotel rooms to do this, and we were, like, on a time crunch, and so we just, like, went under the table and started making out there. <laughs> <laughs> and people get by, it's like, can we buy stuff? And I just, she just comes up out from under the table, just, like, really uncomfortable, it's like, I'm not selling things right now. <laughs> did she come, Anyway. Did, did she go back under and start making out with you again? Yes, after oh. some conversation and getting back into the mood of making out. Well, and it good. was just that, by the way, oh, making okay. out, because we were we were still under just a cloth table, like <laughs> a tablecloth, rather. A cloth table would be an amazing invention. Dude, making out is rad if there's some danger involved. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> Uh, on this episode of Loveline. Um, <laughs> uh, DDR Remix 2, PlayStation, $1 if I'm lucky. 007, Tomorrow Never Dies, PlayStation, worthless. Quake N64, hardly collectible. Now, this speaks to me on one level, um, I'll mention as an aside, in that I collect retro video games. <laughs> you and half the internet, Alan. Yeah, it, it it speaks to me on that level. <laughs> no, but... I'm not faulting you for it. Just... <laughs> By the way, it's it's me and David that have an agreement on the story, and Alan is the odd man out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that. We can talk Hate about that at the end, but then we have to move on to our third placer. So. Mm. Uh... I found games ranging from sports sims to movie franchises. As I emptied the box, I started to lose hope. Then at the bottom, behind a copy of Firestarter, I f- could see a familiar blue. The Firestarter is what cued me, uh, cued me to the potential that it was probably Chad writing. Yeah, it, that didn't clue me into that. That was just like, oh shit, this person knows my taste. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's a Surprise. story written by Chad on the Frosted Mini Fears channel. So that's why... So they're they're pointing to other parts of the creepypasta canon. Once again, shout out to uh, uh, Frosted Mini Fears. They're, um, I mean, you know, I'm not sure if they're they're working on anything right now, but uh, the stuff they've done before this is 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 pretty good. So if you like little short anecdotal mini, if you uh, like me, you will like <laughs> them. If you like the little fears, they also my... like Frosted Mini Fears. Yeah, I think we are the only three. It's it's Frost and May Fears, the Little Fears, and me are the only people that do what we do, really. It's kind of true, yeah. Um, so who just read? So you just read that, that part, right? That was me, yeah. Okay. I pulled it out of its card uh, cardboard prison and held it in the air. I swear I could hear the jingle of the Zelda chest opening theme as I did. The vendor's reaction was priceless. He knew that he had made a giant mistake, yet it was as clear as day, a yellow price tag with $15 written on it. Oh. I, I really like, yeah, 
I really like the phrasing. It's very vivid. Like, I pulled it out of its cardboard prison. That is poetic enough to be interesting, yet mundane enough to be realistic. So mm-hmm. I like that phrasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this, and, is, this is good. I mean, I, again, uh, and, and I'm, I know Alan understands this. When, you, you, when you're somewhere and you find a game that is being you know, criminally, almost criminally undersold, you just feel like you, you really have struck gold, you know? I can I can relate this entirely to the story of me finding Mega Man X at a flea market for ten dollars. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. You have to you have to put on that face that's like I know how much this is actually worth, but I can't let you know that I know how much this is actually worth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did the uh, I have a, an open copy of Metal Gear Solid One oh, that I got for two dollars. Someone's going to want their $2 nice. back. Last time I checked, I think it's like 250 now is what it's going for. So I'm pretty happy with that. Staying on my shelf. Nice. Going to my kids that I'm never going to have. <laughs> it's not steel, but I have Power Stone 2, and that one goes for crazy money on eBay. Oh, I got I got it too, man. Yeah. Oh, how much hey, money is that going for? Like 250 bucks or something. I think I might sell that shit. I can just get it on emulation. Fuck that. I think the only really valuable game I have is uh, is a copy of Earthbound, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, nerd, nerd, geek, geek, virgin, virgin, virgin. Anyway, <clears throat> um, <laughs> that is panic. not true for any of us. <laughs> I know. Still, <laughs> I wish Kayla was here. Anyway, <laughs> Alan, it's your <clears throat> turn. He panicked. No, it's not for you. Sorry about that accent. It just happened naturally. <laughs> the soup Nazi uh, said no. I, lo- I love that you're Russian. <laughs> no, no, no blue for you. <laughs> His hands reaching for the box. I pulled it away and held it tight, clasped between both hands. Nah, dude. California law states that this tag means this price. It's, it's true. I can vouch for that. David, I was about. That was, I was that about was not to California ask. enough. Nah, dude, California law states that this tag means this price. Oh, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Shock abroad, dude. Nah. Uh, you should have said it with a mouthful, with a mouthful of In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> I had In-N-Out Burger for lunch today, so yeah. Of course I'm feeling in California right now. <laughs> Can't go to hell. This is a mistake, he yelled, our, our <laughs> Russian-Arabic man. It's... it's it's Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, motherfucker. Oh, that's how he makes no, all the money. We, oh. we have no proof that this that this uh, Arabic man isn't Jerusalem. <laughs> Good point. Uh, is it me? Are we back at me, or is this someone else? I think it's you. Okay. The obviously frustrated man was interrupted by Tarek, who led him away. The two talked back and forth for a minute before returning. He says he'll sell it to me, under the condition that I never show it to you. Tarek gave me uh, a shrug, as if the sentence made even less sense to him than it did to me. Here, I'll, uh, just give me the game, and I'll give you, uh, I'll give him your money. Then I'll give it to you anyways. The vendor's antics had already drawn a lot of eyes. I didn't want to worsen the situation, so I handed him the money. 
The transaction was painless from there on out, and the man almost seemed happy to give it to Tarek. Oh man, I'm stuck but- butchering the Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. The vendor gave a bow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Tarek simply threw a peace sign as he walked away. Wa alaikum salam. Here, Merry Christmas. Don't say I never gave you any. No, don't say I never gave you nothing. He handed me the coveted blue box. It felt surreal holding it, like it possessed a weight greater than it should. At home, I needed to know if it was the real thing. So I logged into the collector's forum and asked. Almost instantly, I was flooded with responses. The plastic seal should run across the sides and split it in the middle. It's called an H-seam. All Nintendo games have this, replied one user. Check the corners uh, for rough edges and general wear and tear, another replied. As more replies came in, the more I began to realize that I'd bought a resealed game. I couldn't feel that disappointed. Fifteen bucks was a steal, so really I got what I paid for. This is probably why the vendor didn't want me purchasing it in the first place. Oh, wow, it's already back to me. Uh, not real, eh? Tarek Tarek said. That would explain its unusual weight. Well, fuck it. Let's open it and play the game. Maybe it's a crazy bootleg version. Oh, boy, is it. Um, Uh So, I really like the little transaction that we... It's it's so hard to talk about this story and and why I like it without getting to the end. (laughs) I feel like we have to run to the end for it to be, like, clear why I'm so obsessed with this story. Um... It was probably what uh, uh, I booted my yellow Game Boy Color. The usual chime of the option window resounded from the speaker, which was followed by that all too nostalgic MIDI Pokemon theme. I selected new game. <laughs> Are we returning to doing our undercooked? ASRM. UCA ASRM. <laughs> UCA ASRM. A- ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. The screen grew dark and slowly a man appeared on screen. But it wasn't Professor Oak. It was a man with a long beard and strange clothes. <clears throat> the text what followed was in Arabic. I looked uh, to Tarek, whose face was just perplexed. He translated it as it appeared. <clears throat> Welcome, trainers. May peace be upon you. Know that these things are true. There is one, there is but one God, and Muhammad is his prophet. The Quran, our holy book, is the final revelation of the Almighty to the last of our prophets. The words continued. Bad trainers forget to pray. Bad trainers dishonor their parents. And... Bad trainers have their hands under the covers when they sleep. On and on it describing the ways in which trainers could violate the rules. Finally, the last message appeared. Apostasy is met with death. The screen cleared and the game began. That day we took the game to the police station, 
who took it in as evidence. We never saw that vendor at the flea market again. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> I love this goddamn story. Re- reading it with you guys, I think a little more highly of it. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking love this story. It's obviously the ending is a homage, homage to where the bad kids go. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that they thought of a real world horror, which is terrorism. And that's how this is, is uh, haunting us. It is, uh, how, how do you say, the, the um, you know, jihad of press. Like, we're going to use this game that is beloved all around the world as propaganda. That is horrifying. Mm-hmm. This is real world horror. My critique was, um, I'm going to judge these stories as real world horror. This is the realist. And, I, I and the, and, and the second you. place, second place for realism is uh, the, the, the first place story for all of us together. Mm-hmm. But this one, oh my God, I just am enamored with it. I love it. It's, it ends so succinctly. You go back and read it. There's a bunch of fridge horror in this because it's just like you know, why they, they thought it was about the price tag. It was not about the price tag, as Jesse J says. <laughs> It's um, it's a lot more evident, um, you know, the more you read it, I feel like. Because I think that that really came across this time in particular. I picked it up before on a second reading, but I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, it is a, it is a beautifully crafted story. It really is. And, um, yeah, in terms of the criteria for real, real, real world horror, this one meets that. Um, and it is easily, easily the most dead palette-esque story in here. Uh, there's another one, but I don't know if we're mentioning that one because it didn't place. There's another one that we read. Maybe we'll message that person and say, hey, we we did like your story, and this was also a very dead palette story. But right. this one is, of the ones we're going to read, the very most dead palette one. Had Fleming effect out the ass, all kinds of weird little details. Uh, I think we should stop talking about this. But, Alan, what is it that uh, – what, what are your problems with this story? Because we should have – be fair and um, balanced here. Right. And there are the yeah. problems with the story. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Uh, leave <laughs> me alone. Leave me alone. I, I, my when initial... we were talking, you didn't say that you really hated anything about it. It's just that. Oh no, didn't I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dislike this story at all. Um, there, there is a lot to like about it. Um, and and for real, there's a lot. Like we keep saying this, there's a lot to like about everything we got. Oh yeah. There's something there for everyone. Oh, absolutely. All of them aren't realistic. In fact, few of them are, but they all have something cool going on. Mm-hmm. Um. The idea of turning a video game into a police station still strikes me as one of the funnier things ever. <laughs> that, that's a very creepypasta thing. Mm. It was, we went to the police station and, and stuff like that. I, uh, I, 
I, I think that's wars. the right. I think that's the right move on their part. I mean, it's the logical thing. I feel like, but I feel like the story could just have ended with we never saw that vendor at the flea market again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that's but that's and, and, and this is probably this is probably a problem of not really a problem. This is probably due to the. Uh, Length limits placed on this. It fe- it feels like kind of a, and then it was oh, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how you how you go past apostasy as met with death. <laughs> it is it is it is a good line. <laughs> I what uh, I what, what I'm actually curious about is I I lo- I love the idea that potentially the, this is the only hacked part of the game and the rest of the game is just completely normal. Yeah. Like it, it just opens with the, all these messages and then it, then that's it. It's over. See, in this scenario, uh, if I had uh, Tarek there, I would be like, let's have fun Muslim propaganda adventures. <laughs> <laughs> because this is such, like... Would you guys not play this game? No, I would play this game. Oh my god, I would play this game. <laughs> oh, Allah, I would play this game. <laughs> there is no god but Allah. So. And if we're if He's we're beautiful. talking if we're talking about the, uh, <clears throat> the 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 modern state of the police, if if he and Tarek go to turn that game in, there's like a one in five chance Tarek is also getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's, hmm. um, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how they would react to it, but my feeling <laughs> is that is that they they might actually take it seriously. I would hope they would, <laughs> but the thing is, if if this is written like now, um, it's it, this is prop the the sealed copy of Pokemon Blue is probably a relic from back when Blue version was like the big thing or at least till shortly after that you know mm-hmm. so it's probably still um it's probably still ancient that's why i really love the detail about him checking to see about the condition of the package and then realizing no it was resealed well bummer you know and that's one of that's one of these things that i really like about creepypasta and not just this story a lot of stories can do this when they're good creepypastas or I, I thought, yeah, I forgot I was banning myself from saying the word creepypasta. Ashcan horror, because uh, we're going with the rebranding now. This is this is Ashcan horror. Yeah, let's just this get is that Ashcan. straight out of the way. This is Ashcan horror. The rest are Out-the good ass. creepypasta. Yeah. Um, the the a good story like this can tell you little details like that and teach you something like here's about collecting with. Uh, rare video games and stuff and about the H scene and all of that. I like stories that teach me a little thing like that mm-hmm. and tell you about this little world and, and educate you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Man, the story's cool. <laughs> but I think it's time for us to move on to our third place. All right. Our third place winner. I, I, will, I will reiterate that And maybe maybe it was just the headspace I was in while I was initially reading this. I don't know what it is, but I, I do think a little more highly of this story. story uh, rereading it with you guys here. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, if your opinion, if you said that this was bad, well, apostasy has met with death. <laughs> 
Dead Palettes Undercooked Analysis. So, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our third place winner. Uh, how... Um, who, who wrote this one? This one? You know? Let me, let me double check. Shit, who wrote this one? I think I didn't send you guys the name of the person who wrote this no, one. No, you didn't. I would like oh. to know who wrote this one. Okay. That'd are, be we nice you all, are we keeping you all in suspense enough? Yeah, you, got, you guys want to say what the name of the story is while I hunt down? I, I'm, I'm in suspense. <laughs> I, I will say that, because this, is, uh, this was personally... So we all kind of had our, our, our sort of picks for what we thought were our, our, per, our personal favorites, regardless of the score. This was one of my personal favorites, and it's called It's All About You. I don't know who wrote it, but this is the one I liked. I, oh, I like them all. And don't get me wrong. I like them all. I just, this, one, this one amused me. This one, this one had something to it to me. Oh, okay. The, the, the person is uh, Skillfully. Skillfully wrote this one. This is Skillfully. Oh, nice. Hey. Yeah. So if you want to know that that's a, that's a real unbiased judge... Yeah, we, all three of us just now are finding out that this was written by Skillfully. Because <laughs> I because I only had the emails and I didn't check who sent them, so <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, okay, so it's all about you, and like I said, I'll explain why I like this so much when we get to the end. But should we should we just dive right in? Sure. Yeah. All right. It began last winter. The one where you had to shovel the driveway for that annoying elderly couple down the street. <laughs> I like that it really is about you, first of all. <clears throat> A little kindness today is worth your weight in gold tomorrow, you heard your mother shout as you begrudgingly made your way to the O'Neill's driveway. Okay, here's why it's my favorite. They put... They snuck the name O'Neill into the story. <laughs> oh my god! They, I just realized. Oh shit! That this story is legit fucking pandering to you. Oh no! Oh no! In a much smaller but not insignificant way. <laughs> you were I just, armed. I just realized that too. <laughs> they fucking did that on purpose, didn't they? they oh, they okay. had to have. They totally. That's did. The, that's the kind of person skillfully is. You were armed with a large stick with some plastic on the end of it. It may have once resembled a shovel. You remembered cursing uh, as it broke under a layer of compacted ice. Your parents uh, didn't exactly buy the greatest tools for the harshest conditions of winter in suburban New York. Was it really the lack of money? No, of course not. I really like the phrase like... Uh, uh, a large stick with pla some plastic at the end of it, and I'm like, that's a stupid way to phrase it. And then it's just like, it may have once resembled a shovel. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you're not a bad writer. You're you're a good one. Okay. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, again, I, I like the, I like the I like the, the the tone of the 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 narration here. I like the tone of the writing. Uh, you remember, don't you? Under the Christmas tree, opening gifts. Your little stash of gifts was way smaller than Scotty's pile of wrapped, get, wrapped goodies. A jaw-dropping mountain of gold appeared under the tree like clockwork, almost as if it were an offering from your parents to the demigod that is your little brother. Oh, I love how, um, I love how just, like, full of disdain that is. Just the snarky sarcasm there. I just, like, oh, 
Um, yeah. It's it's well written. It is, in my mind, too romantic of a, a to be realistic. Now, see, that's that's the thing, though. This is where you and I differ. I like the kind of romantic stuff. I, yes, there's there's nothing wrong with the romantic stuff. I don't feel that that's what creepypasta is. What Ashcan horror is. Well, that's the, it, the, uh, and that's why we're differentiating me. it because Ashcan horror, as we've exemplified with a sealed copy of Pokemon Blue. That's Ashcan horror. That's what. Well, that's... I'll say it's a little fruit more free to be romantic because it's from the perspective of the narrator. I was actually going to get to that too, Al. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but we're on the same page. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. <clears throat> sure. You don't usually ask for much. Cards are knife. Nice, and no gift is better than cold, hard cash. Cards are knives. Cards are knives. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, cards are nice, and no gift is better than cold, hard cash. Still, even you are a bit jealous of a kid that certainly did not deserve any of his gifts. Unlike you, he is lazy. Younger, sure, but a complete failure. He's been held back a grade, gets... Bleh. He's been held back a grade... Gets by doing the bare minimum at every turn, and simply doesn't do anything extra. Dead weight. Wow, just way to throw shade at your brother. Um, Man, yeah, fuck you remember all of those presents you got that Christmas day. It was a pretty moderate amount, to be honest. The actual size of his gifts may have contributed to the pile's overall scale. That was the year he really got into Pokemon. Your parents bought him toys, plushes, plushies, uh, even small Pokeball gum machine, and other toys like it. Even a small Pokeball gum machine. That wasn't improper grammar. I am just illiterate. Done. Da da dun. Da 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 da. There's the signal. Pow, wham. Zap. Now, now you are now you are uh, partaking in the usual ritual of Christmas Day, a very boring spectacle since it was now reduced to watching someone else unwrapping gifts. That's when you received a text from your friend Jacob. Hey, some of us are hanging near the lib. You should come. Lauren's here, man! Exclamation point. Oh man, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> Lawrence, uh, I really want to see Lawrence. Lawrence <laughs> is the hot dig. Yep, yep. Ugh, I'm gonna ask her to the spring fling in winter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the shit out of Lauren. I mean, oh! <laughs> sorry, went, went a little too far there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> She's like 16, bro. Um, as much as you want to, you knew it would almost be uh, would be almost impossible to leave. During family time, and Scotty still had a treasure trove of gifts to open. You were going to say something, but uh, you were going to say something, but then mom and dad left the room to retrieve the surprise gift for your little snotty. For little snotty? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. His name's Scotty. They replaced it with snotty. They should have went with Scott, uh, snotty Scotty. Just do both. Sounds better. Yeah. For little snotty Scotty. No, 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 no. 
That's when you made your move and bolted for the back door. Freedom! Freedom! Well, as you later... Getting those hot digs? (laughs) Man, Lawrence, I can't wait to see Lawrence. As you later discovered, it was not a great (laughs) idea to go out without a coat. After all, you didn't come back home until well after 10 p.m. Your parents were going to be furious with you. Still, you had a great night and ended up making out with Lauren. Yes! Realistically, there was very little... Way uh, to go, you! (laughs) Made out out with Lauren under a con artist alley table. (laughs) It turns out uh, the lib meant the small convention they're having at the local library. uh, Selling the animu. (laughs) Realistically, there was very little they could do to spoil your night on Cloud Nine. And with a big grin, you approach the front door. Are they asleep? You thought to yourself as you made your way forward into the colonial kitchen, past the kitchen, past the living room, and down the hallway to your room you went. Home free for the night. You quietly went to bed, never hearing from your parents again. Oh shit, they died. Over the next couple of days, after the holiday, your parents went from being lazy to downright neglectful. They were spending way too much time with Scotty, which honestly never bothered you at first. Hell, they never even mentioned the fact that you had ditched the family on Christmas Day. There was nothing to complain about. However, as days turned into weeks, it was very clear there was no longer interested in parenting Scotty. Instead, they would give him whatever he wanted, buy him whatever toy he wanted, feed him whatever junk he wanted, and let him stay up as long as he wanted. As their attention to your little brother seemed to increase, he turned into an unhealthy mess. He wasn't going to school as much, and instead was slowly slowly becoming a very fat little snot. All Scotty cared about now was eating, sleeping, and playing with his new Christmas gifts. Watching him eat is never a pretty sight, as he now claws at his food in one hand while holding his 3DS in the other. <laughs> Just wanna play video games. Mr. Plinkett as a child. Have you guys heard that song? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) You try to confront your mom about this, but they will not listen to you. She never pays any attention to you and runs off the second Scotty calls for her. A similar case happened with your father. It's completely useless trying to reason with them. They call your point of view pointless. Pointless review, if you will. Mm -hmm. Then you decided to confront Scotty directly. The idea came to you after you watched Scotty waddle for the bathroom with a sense of urgency. He probably had another accident and would be out of commission for a while. I I love the idea that he just keeps shitting himself a bunch of times. Like, this is a routine. (laughs) I have an embarrassing story I could share at this moment, but I'm not gonna. Okay. Um, okay, let's not talk. Let's not talk about that thing with Greg. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, I feel like that story needs context now, or it'll sound like I shit my pants. I didn't shit my pants, everybody. Ever. Um, Alan has never shit his pants. Not once. Never. He ever. shits in other people's pants. But I did run into a Dave and Buster's after a comedy show, and here's. how how that exchange went. Uh, Hi, sir, can we get you a tape? I'm about to shit my pants. 
<laughs> and he went, and he went, oh, and gestured vaguely behind him. And I think he he started to say something else, and then I just like ran past him. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. I'm so sorry. And then Grouchy pooped himself. <laughs> True. <laughs> And then he rubbed it on the walls. Oh, uh, can we can we get back to the story? He probably had another accident and would be out of commission for a while. You suddenly realize you had not gone into your brother's room for quite some time. In fact, it had been since Christmas. You enter his room to a gruesome sight. Candy wrappers the walls everywhere. Are covered in poop. <laughs> Pooping back and forth forever. Candy wrappers everywhere. Fast food left on the floor with reckless abandon, and all sorts of toys scattered around the room. It was as if a twister was hired for a hit job and the target was this very room. You go to leave. The smell is overpowering. But before you do, you see his stupid 3DS, the toy he never had out of his hand. You decide to pull a fast one on him and take it with you into your room. Locking the door, you flop on your bed and open the small handheld system. It comes to life and immediately you recognize that this is a Pokemon game. It's one that you've uh, one of the newer ones that you never really got into. The screen shows six Pokemon, some of which you recognize. A Snorlax named Andy, an Executor named Mrs. Phillips, a Chansey named Mommy, and an Agron named after you. Two other people were also there, a frog-like sprite named Daddy, and a sprite that appeared to resemble a T-Rex, T-Rex named Cory. Corey in the house. <clears throat> the overworld looks amazing. As you move, your sprite on the screen begins roller skating around a big city. This game looks incredible to you, and you immediately go out to find someone to battle. As you move around, the bottom of the screen showed something peculiar. The sprite of the Chansey was now rolling around in some type of sphere as your in-game character moved. It looked odd, and you tried to tap on the Chansey with your finger, and an option to play appeared. You clicked on it and heard a loud bang from your door, followed by a shriek. Mommy! He's playing with my game! Make him stop! You roll your eyes as Scotty, and now your mother began banging on the door, yelling at you to come out. You head over to the door and look down at the game one last time. You see the Chansey standing in a strange grassy field looking at you. Without thinking, you tap on uh, Chansey's face with your finger. Your mother stops yelling at you. It's super effective. <laughs> yes! That's a powerful last line. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I... This story is, the story is good, but the last line makes this story. It's delightful. It's just I I I'm that person who really enjoys kind of when there's kind of a, a, a like a pseudo kind of like either gallows humor or dark humor or self-aware humor in the whole thing. And this one um this one delivers that to me. This is the kind of story I enjoy just reading casually. I like the tone. I like that it's a story about you and uh, reflecting the 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 title but also reflecting the fact that the story is supposed to be like, ugh, I can't believe Scotty. And then you get this weird thing at the end where he, uh, the little brother is apparently controlling aspects of his life now with the Pokemon game. 
and it's never explained, and it doesn't have to be, and I like it. I like how, like, blasé the whole thing is. It's fun. Yeah, you don't have to explain something like that when there's an arc to the story. Mm-hmm. I will say that this is, um, again, obviously it's it's not realistic, and that was a big part of the challenge that we issued. But in terms of being creative and being a haunted cartridge, this is a story that really excels. I think that's the reason and, I liked it. Again, I, I know what our criteria were, but this, I just, I, I was charmed. <laughs> uh, also, it's worth saying that I've read a lot of really, uh, I, I've read quite a few Pokemon creepypastas because I'm just fascinated at the fact that people keep writing them. It's just fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've read quite a few. Um, I can safely say that all of these stories are better than any of the ones I've read out there in the wild. Oh yeah, every single one we read, every single one submitted is better than your average Pokepasta. So, way to go everyone, you stepped up your game. Word. So that's the two that we are reading uh, this time. I, 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 do you guys have some more to say about this story? Um, mm. I uh, you know, not... Not so much. I like I said. I just I like it. Um, I like that the stuff that 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 you could that could be expanded doesn't really need to be. I like how we get a team no. of six Pokemon and we get some names that we never learn about, and I like that. They're probably just yeah. Friends we don't need of, to. They're probably just friends of Scotty's. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Though it I matters. would like to know more about Lauren. Yeah. I think we all want to. I think we all want to get to know Lauren a little bit. Now, now that he's got this, he could probably capture a Pokemon, name it Lauren, and do more than make out with her. Oh, but he doesn't have to, though, because everything was going well when he came back from Christmas, man. He was under that table making out with Lauren. <laughs> but you don't need to Pokemon hypnotize Lauren when Lauren's already into you. <laughs> no, but you can you can get, like, I don't know, like a Gardevoir and then name it Lauren's Hot Friend. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I can. <laughs> or Lauren's mom and get some like even weirder action going on. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, my point is, if you want to do Welcome advanced to stuff, keeping it weird with undercooked analysis. <laughs> so every speaking just... of speaking of weird, this is a very weird fiction story. Oh yeah, but I like weird oh, fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so so do I. I think that. That's part of the problem that we have with terms like creepypasta, though, is that it's so vague that sometimes it encompasses weird fiction and sometimes it encompasses very radically realistic horror stories. Mm-hmm. And so that's confusing. But what it knows what it wants to be. And a lot of the time, that's what we have to judge things on. Is this story excelling at what it wants to be? Yes. Yes. And Yes. This is a, Absolutely. a, a most definitely, um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this story, and uh, props to you, Skillfully. Um, shout out to Skillfully Circus and uh, the Scare Your Friends podcast. While I'm at it, <laughs> and um, so. Um... Ending this out, we have second place and first place to come after this. Mm-hmm. We and will... another in another video part. Um, so uh, another audio getting... part. Another audio part. If you're listening to this in podcast form. Yes. Um, so 
Um, the second place story is... This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.